Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Time for Footy Prime, the podcast. Traffic and weather together on the ones. If you're heading west on the James Charm and whoa, Nelly, we've got a jackknife pie truck right by the Craig Forest exit. We're a bit treacherous on the Jimmy Brennan as there is reports of a nude man running down the road who has been identified as Dan Wong. And nothing but smooth sailing through Brendan Dunlop's hair. Footy Prime weather, we'll see a hot one today as the gates of hell have opened up. We'll see a plus 5,800 degrees in sunny skies. Tonight we'll dip down to a low of minus 3. Footy Prime traffic and weather together on the ones is brought to you by Amsterdam Beer and Depends. New easy fit undergarments from Depends. Drinking up Amsterdam Beer and you'll need Depends. For Footy Prime News, I'm Jeff Cole. And let's get this party started. Hello there, football fans. <laughs> Sorry, that was one of the best openings I've heard so far. That I was think amazing. It was. I think that's oh, one of the best, JC. <laughs> JC's just on fire, man. On fire. Wherever we're paying him, it's not enough. Of course, we're paying him nothing, so it's not enough. <laughs> I, I gave him my old furniture today, so we paid oh, him. Oh, we paid him? Did you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Work with us, get paid in Ottomans and Entics. <laughs> I was going to say Ottoman as well. That's my first. When I think of furniture, the first one that pops up is Ottoman. Mm. What about when you think of empires? Empires, Roman. Uh, oh. See, Ottoman's a uh, silver medal, the Ottoman Empire. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It's a history lesson, courtesy Professor Brendan Dunlop. Anyway, today from the Champions League quarterfinals to the Premier League relegation fight from Celebration Tours to Nations League, from tile deciders to lighters and ball boys. How much of my show rundown do you think, fellas, will be forgotten and dismissed before the time is up? I have all those topics which is being dropped first. <laughs> Which one am I going to jump over? Yeah. Yeah. You're really good at that. You lead Burnley. the league in jump overs, eh? For Burnley. some reason, Burnley so beat never posts. We're going to jump over that, you think? Well, no one watched it. They watched the Champions League, right? Yeah. yeah well, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I thought today's theme could be 
identity and, and mentality of teams, right? And the examples would be Burnley, right? They're, they're survivors. That's their identity, right? And again, a huge, huge result today against Everton. Then you got Atletico Madrid. Just their, their identity is to kill off games. Nasty. Did just that this week as well. Real Madrid's identity is what? Champions League form. They, they raise the levels in the Champions League. Boom. Again, Arsenal's identity in recent years is choke artists. And on Monday against Crystal Palace, they, they, they choked. So I think we go themes and mentalities today. Um, out of those teams' games, pick what you want to be. Let's start with you. You know, out of those I mentioned, who personified their identity the most the last few days? Ooh, this is such a good question because today specifically, as Real Madrid beat Chelsea, Slavin Bilic said it in the CBS broadcast afterwards. He thought that Real Madrid out-Premier League Chelsea. And in watching that, albeit distracted, I had the two games on. I don't think there's a better way to to explain it. They they really did, right? And you look at Real Madrid this season, even coming into the Champions League and um, you know the road to get here and how they fell down behind and looked horrible against PSG and then absolutely bossed it and kept that momentum going despite getting throttled by Barcelona and El Clasico to boss Chelsea like that. I don't know if there's a, a better description. So it doesn't truly fit their identity, though, does it? But they played to their opponent, and they played them off the pitch. Yeah, and it was certainly a, a sexier uh, performance than you would say from Burnley that we know what they give, right? But just as important to that small club, you know. And Everton, uh, we said it uh, on the weekend that they're in a world of hurt. Well, ooh, boy, are they ever. Individual mistakes, like we're just every five, ten minutes. It was crazy. Did you hear the quote that came out at halftime? Sean Deitch told his side, they don't know how to win away from home. We're down 2-0. Who cares? Go out there and give it to them because they don't know how to win away from home. They're not good. The, uh, the book's out on, on Everton, isn't it, at this point? You don't fear them when they're on the road for sure. Even Frank Lampard says post, post-match, he goes, I don't look at the fixture list. It doesn't matter. And if you look at the next fixtures, it's an absolute nightmare scenario. So there's no way that team, Craig, you've been in positions where you need points at a team you have to be looking beyond the next game, right? You must be looking down the road. Who's coming up? That must be just a, a line of bullshit from Frank Lampard, right? Straight out lie. Absolutely. <laughs> who the fuck would not know what's coming up? Like, seriously, who would not know that? They would know exactly what's coming up. And you probably ask your staff, what do you think we can get out of these next few games? What do we, what do you, what's your honest Well, let's ask you, Craig. Out? Can I ask you? So, so the game's coming up, right? Let's see what you think they'll get out of this, right? They host Manchester United this weekend. Then they host Leicester. Then they travel to Anfield. Then they host Chelsea. Then they head to uh, the King Power against Leicester once again. And then uh, it gets a little bit easier. (laughs) By which time they might be down. (laughs) Maybe that's why he doesn't want to mention the schedule. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. His staff told him and he went, don't look at it anymore. Put away, boys. Put away. (laughs) Club psychologist, don't don't talk about it with them. No, don't mention the games coming up or the, in, the in-house media. Rule in-house, don't mention the fixtures. We're fucked. We're going down. The boys don't need to know that just yet. <laughs> it's funny. When I think of what a, the sports psychologist would sound like, that's not the voice I apply. Like There are certain accents that apply. Usually, it's like a standard BBC. Maybe you'd get like a Northern Irish, but whatever that was you just did is not a voice I would put. No, that's Frank Lampard speaking though, right? That was to the psychologist. Oh, God. Got the you. sports psychologist, I, I like to think, is the sports psychologist from Ted Lasso. She was lovely. Yeah. And there oh, was yeah. some sparks, was right? There was some yeah. sparks between Ted and her, weren't there? 
seemed yeah, like it. something going on there. And thought, then she left. I thought they were going to hook up. Yeah. Well, there's a third series. They might. It might take a turn, Ted Lasso. Soft porn. Well, it did. His coach left. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nate, Nate he went to West Ham. Too. Went I to know. West Ham. And, it, and her husband bought West Ham. It's like making West Ham look bad here. And you know, Craig, as a former Hammer, you hated Richmond United, didn't you? Oh, they were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to identities. Back to Chelsea and uh, and Real Madrid. Kareem Benzema. Oh. Kareem Benzema, eh? 37 goals on the season. His best output ever. And he's 34, I believe. I mean, those headers were absolutely incredible. The, the Mendy one, the mistake, okay, whatever. I feel bad for Mandy, but the two headers were just sensational. The first one he makes look so easy, both of them. He links up with Vinicius Jr., who are an incredible dynamic duo right now, for two guys who hated each other. Benzema said, this guy doesn't deserve to be on the training pitch with us, and now they're one of the best duos. That play, he made that. they both made that look so bloody easy. But the first one, I thought, you know, if you watch it, the bird's eye replay view, like that could have been Ronaldo, right? It did just seemed like a textbook kind of Ronaldo header, and Benzema's filled that void in every sense of the word. It took him two two seasons maybe to find that, but doesn't it seem like he's the one who takes over and wins the matches for Real Madrid? He did that against he did that against mm-hmm. Barcelona. Oh, excuse me, against PSG. He wasn't there to play Barcelona, and they had absolutely nothing. And then the second one, the ball from Modric was equally as good. Like, oh, it's, oh man. Benzema's amazing. Yeah. We've got to hope that uh, Modric uh, slows down a little bit come November, but is he ever a pleasure to watch? And then, yeah, that header was, you're right, because, like, Mendy's incredibly athletic. And he's 12 yards out when he's headed. Ball's coming in nicely. He's coming back toward him whatnot. But it has to be perfect. It absolutely has to be perfect to beat Mendy like that. He didn't have the best games, Mendy, but he looked a little bit. It, but it, it was pouring, too. It was slippery and difficult I conditions. I was wondering that, Craig. I mean, I know we mentioned it from the loss against Brentford on the weekend, Chelsea. You know, is it beginning to affect them? Um, and if you heard Thomas Tuchel post-match, he was scathing, really. He read between the lines. He was absolutely furious. He goes, it's probably the worst half of football he's seen since he's got there. And uh, that is how bad it was. Um, mm. and, and he says, you know, hey, we're, we're just looking forward to Southampton. Now the next game is a tie over. They asked him, he goes, basically, yeah, it's over. If that's how we're going to perform. Now, Real Madrid are great, but I mean, how, how can it trickle down from the top that the pressures, the strains, the media speculation and, and really manifest itself on the pitch? I know you asked that question on the weekend a few days ago, and I wasn't sure if that was the case or not. I thought that they were safe in the top four. They might have let their guard down a little bit and they get beat home uh, or they beat by Brentford, right? And then you see that what happened uh, in the Champions League game, and you have to say yes. And now I start to think, what's going on? Like all these players, they all have these agents that are always poking the dirt, you know, the, the bear. And are they seeing an opportunity without secure ownership to move away from the club, which best of them personally? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But you kind of wonder because they were playing really well and it seems to be, seems to be quite, uh, quite a drop in form. 
Well, I mean, it's like the, the, the international break finishes. And during that international break, you know, wherever these players were, and most of those guys are internationals. You know what the conversation was, don't you? It's mm-hmm. all about that club. And hey, why don't you come and join me here? Jimmy Brennan, by the way, has just popped in. Jimmy, thank you for joining us, pal. We know you're a busy man. You got home in time to join us. We're talking about Chelsea against uh, Real Madrid today. And, yep. and we're kind of continuing the conversation from the weekend. And as Chelsea's players felt it, what are your thoughts on that now, having seen them capitulate against Real Madrid 3-1? And if, you, if you didn't watch it, it's okay, because I know Nottingham Forest are playing. If you, didn't, if you don't know the result of that... And Forest won 2-0. Then you might... <laughs> I understand your allegiances, and that's fine. That's why we are a versatile group. You know, We've got one guy watching Forest, another guy watching Burnley. Okay, no one's watching Burnley. But the other guy's watching Champions League. So yeah, Jimmy, tell me, given what you've seen so far, what you've probably read, um, is Chelsea now done, forgotten? Are they going to crash out of the top four and be fighting for, uh, what's it called again, the Communications Cup next year? What's it called? A silly new tournament? Well, look, we, yeah. we know. I mean, we, we've talked about this numerous times. Just They're going through a difficult spell right now, aren't they? They're going through a tough time. Um, and this is just another, another kick in the gut for them, getting knocked out. So how they're going to come back from this and, and how they rebound, who knows? Um, obviously, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And, and you can probably see that it's, it's taking effect on the players as well now. Yeah, it, it certainly is. But we'll see. You know, listen, 3-1 isn't insurmountable, but it's, no. uh, it's, it's unlikely they'll come back from that, especially going no, to, to Real Madrid. You're right, but you know, as as players, you know, when you win games, everybody forgets about everything, don't they? When you when when you're winning, you're on a you're on a roll. People forget about everything. But now, when you're losing games and things aren't going well for you, it's just it's more for the press to get on top of you, and you know that dark cloud just rains on you after that. So you know, they I'm sure they would have loved to got a great result and. Um, you know, put things behind them, but now it's just it's going to be more more bad news for them in the press. What's the most dysfunctional season, Craig, for you from a club perspective? When there was maybe ownership issues or, or managerial, was the one that stands out saying, "Man, that was just a gong show." And we never went anywhere. I'm being asked about it. The media were all over it. What was the one, or was it pretty smooth sailing in your career? No, any year that you got relegated, which is. I was in goal for one year when we got relegated. Any year like that's a bad year. There's just no way you can sugarcoat it. It's bad. Can't escape. Can't escape it. No. No. So we were lambs to the slaughter too the last, you know, the last five or six games too of the season. So how does that manifest itself on the field? Like is it is it does training get worse? Is it just when that whistle goes on, on the Saturday at three o'clock? How does that translate to the pitch confidence what is it yeah for sure confidence yeah big part of it big part of it and then just dropping form and everything i mean we we're that was also a part of that nine nil at man united i mean they were chasing blackburn on goal differential so they're trying to pummel us which you don't normally see but um that was uh <laughs> that and i think we had tottenham next game after that one too Playing against Klinsman, I was like, "Oh for fuck!" I really, I seriously thought of throwing a hamstring in. I really <laughs> did. But then when they do scans and they don't find anything, that kind of looks bad too. So, <laughs> so I fucking played. 
Klinsman scored, I think, in the first five minutes. I was like, oh, geez, can you imagine back-to-back nine nilers? I mean, that's going through my head. And he's doing the old, remember he was doing the old dive thing? Yeah, he used to dive. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So here's a question for you, Stack. After that nine nine goals you let in, what was it like in the dressing room? Did the guys come over to you and were they like, unlucky big man? <laughs> what, no. What, 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 no. Did they just leave you on your own? They're yeah, like, I can't believe you let in nine. <laughs> <laughs> I blamed it on Yallop. <laughs> Fuck it, Yallop. What are you doing pushing up on the halfway against Giggsy? What are you doing? <laughs> that was a 4-0. <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, out of all the dysfunctional rooms you were in, you know, how did TFC compare to uh, other clubs when, when you were struggling? Yeah, it was different. That's for, that's for sure. <laughs> like always. How was it yeah, different, Jimmy? No. Tell us. It was really different. Look, I, I've been, I got relegated. Um, I got relegated twice. Um, I got promoted twice. Um, and there's, there's no better feeling when you, when you do go through a promotion. It's, it's amazing. Um, but when you get relegated, oh, it is miserable. But you, you, you can't really compare because, you know, we're, we're, we're over in the UK and you're, you're, you're with clubs that are a hundred years old, right? And promotion and relegation, it's been there through the longest time ever. Everybody knows how it works. Unless Where with TFC, it's, it's a rebuild, right? And everybody's kind of, yeah, you know, you, you're putting a team together. You don't know what's going to happen. You can't get relegated. You can't get promoted. Um, and you try to get through the first season. First season wasn't wasn't great. Second season, you're thinking, okay, let's let's build on this and see how we get on. Wah, wah. Again, wasn't wasn't great. And then you go into the third season, you're going, okay, wah, we had a third season. You go, okay, we're missing one or two, yeah. and then you have a stinker again. Yeah, but then you have sixty players that come through the club on a revolving door within three years. It's crazy. Yeah, right. I so think you're underselling that number too. I think sixty might be what they put on the books. Yeah, you're, you're right. So you know, it was something I never experienced in my life, and um, and it was terrible because when you came back and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be great. We're we're going to have success, and you're just stinking the joint out. It's, yeah, it's but you fun. had you had that great commercial. You were all famous for a while. Oh, the clap on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the commercial, Jimmy? He just, remember he strap on, on, on clap yeah. off. Remember just before we went to bed, I did the old clap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they, they spend a fortune, obviously, BMO. And I'm actually the one that said, Hey, why don't we do this? I'll clap and the lights turn off. <laughs> you were oh, Baker you, Mayfield so, before Baker Mayfield. I uh, have to put you down as a producer director. Yeah, right? I was gonna say, yeah. Captain, fullback, marketing executive, and director. Copywriter, Jack. Copywriter, Jack. Jack of all trades. When you when you're sitting there, Jimmy, in those first first second third, let's face it, fourth year, and, and you're looking around the room, you see some guys five five. Foot, wasn't sit, he wasn't sitting there in the fourth year though. This is the no, point why right. I was all that's confused. Right. We can't even remember who was on the team in the third season. It's this big like yeah blurry door. nonsense of awfulness. But when I you're sitting in that room, right, and you look around. There's some decent players, you know, Robbo and, and Dickio, guys that, you know, had pretty good careers. There's also guys there that, you know, hadn't really even tried to make Europe, weren't weren't that good. I'm sure they're great guys. But, I mean, how, how was it emotionally for you? Did you ever question, did I make the right choice? 
Ja. Ja, det er det. Ja, 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 så det er det. I knew I was coming back to a project um, looking in in a city that I that I was born and um, you know I I wanted to help build the build soccer in this country if I couldn't be a part of TFC with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Look, I knew the ownership would you know they they had the right intentions and they 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 wanted to make this work. I think if it was anybody else, I wouldn't have gotten involved. I would have stayed back in England, but because it was MLSE, um, you know, when they do things, they do things right. And obviously it took a little bit of time to, to get TFC where it, where it is today, you know, winning championships. And, uh, um, but it, it, it was really, really difficult because I never experienced anything like that in my life where, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with a few guys in the room that have played over 300, 400 games each pro games. And you're, you're sitting beside a kid that's, 17 years old that's never played a pro game in his life and and he's going out there and trying to do a a job and yeah it was it was so difficult and there's something that i wasn't used to but you know i stuck with it and i i knew there was going to be uh you know i I was going to take some stick obviously being being the captain of the team at the time um you know but i i was a guy that said not a problem i'll i'll take the stick and and you guys the young guys especially you just go out there and play your football you know there's a role that i had to play um and and everything takes time to build, um, but I was I was happy and and proud to be a part of something that that started from scratch, and like I always say, you know, success is shared. And and when they won a championship, TFC, there was there was a lot of people that played a role to get that club where it is today. And uh, you know, I was I was happy to play a small role uh, within the organization. When uh, when you get stick in England and around there for long enough. I don't think there's anything a Canadian crowd could throw at you that'd be worse. No, nothing. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Not even close. Nowhere near. It's like a pillow fight. Yeah. Nowhere near what, what you're getting with the fans over here. Yeah, yeah. Night and day. It was such a party atmosphere, though, those first few seasons. I was in the South End all the time. I still have seats in the South End. But that first season in particular, it didn't it really didn't matter what was on the pitch. The team was just so – the fans were just so happy to be there to have a team to support, right? Ride or you know, ride or die. And there was there was a trip every week to uh, to every ground. They had at least you know ten or fifty people. I went to DC. I think that second trip you guys went to DC that first season. There was yeah. fifty or sixty of us. Even a fight within the own group there uh, up in the uh, in the top corner RFK, the upper level. We had the upper upper level rocking. We were the only people up there. I don't know how the hell it was bouncing, but how are you bouncing with fifty people? Part of season. That's what I mean. I know it was crazy. <laughs> I think you guys lost 4-0 in that game as well. We were still bouncing. Oh, rub that in too, yeah. <laughs> Glad I jumped on. Involving. <laughs> I would have called that game. There was, a, there was a, uh, an Eastern European fan that was really salty, and he was, he was angry that he'd paid all this money and we'd all come down to support this team. And you know, the, he didn't feel the effort was there on the, on the pitch. And, uh, of course, everyone else thought, we're just here you know, for the party. We're cheering on this team. It's season one. Come on, man. You live for the crest. You ride or die with the team. And this guy wasn't having it. So uh, it was a couple of blows thrown in the stairwell. I yeah. still see this clown actually in the south end. I often think about that. He's put on about 50 pounds. Told him that were you Were you throwing the blows? No, absolutely not. No. Jimmy, do you have any other regrets in life that you want to share? Because it's been mm. a pretty... Charms, Charms is throwing some tough ones at you right now. I thought we were talking about the Champions League today. No, now listen, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have any any regrets in my life, man. 
What about, some what, great times, what about this podcast? Shit time, some stupid time. <laughs> I'm regretting jumping on this, yeah. <laughs> I had a lovely a dinner, had a good conversation, then I'm like, I gotta come on with these idiots. And we're taking Jimmy back to this dark place in his life. I don't understand why you guys want to keep putting me back in that place. Yeah, tell him, Jimmy, this wasn't in the fucking rundown that he texts today. Come yeah. on. You know what I mean? This you know, is how it goes, boys. We don't want to bring up his relationships or anything. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about Ted last oh, year. All of a sudden, it. now you're going therapy on Jimmy. <laughs> let's let's talk about my relationships. <laughs> Any any good How fights in the, uh, any good fights in the TFC room back in those formative years? Like Dickie no. beating the shit out of some seventeen year old kid. No, no, there were there were some stern words for sure. That's that's what happened. When you read the story, you just don't want to get looked at by Deech. The look, he'd kill you with his look, Deech. But when you read the mm. D-Row story about kicking the kicking the Gatorade jug, did you think, holy hell, you guys? There's you, you've only got eight percent of the story here. What was it, the XYZ that was missing? I can't remember. I can't Probably remember. Did you not read the book yet, Jimmy? <laughs> is it because you didn't read I haven't, it? I haven't read d book, no. I've known d <laughs> since I was a kid. What the hell do I need to read his book for? <laughs> there was a chapter about I know everything about the guy. Yeah. I know, and he didn't. He There's didn't a chapter about you being naked in there, actually. I didn't tell you. Hey, Stax, do you remember what we, what we used to call him when we were younger? No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Swampy? <laughs> I should get called Swampy. And what then does it explain why, why what is the, what's the Craig term? and D-Row are called Swampy? No. Well, the troll not? under the bridge? Yeah. D-Row was awesome when we were younger, man. He was so funny. We used to take the piss out of him all the time. But he could take it. He had good, he had good banter. He was hanging out yeah. with uh, Ronaldinho last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's part of that NFT collective that uh, Ronaldinho and uh, Dero in there. Some some guy named Diogo now, some big YouTuber and NFT does, wizard. Do you think Ronaldinho's um, NFT looks more human than he does? Yeah. <laughs> he do you like think he's not looking human, or as a player? No, looks, I mean, as a, just just he has that kind of I don't know cartoonish feel to him. What's like, an I, I've, I haven't met him before, but when if I did, I was, this guy isn't actually real. What's an NFT? It's crypto, non-fungible token. Basically, yeah. a picture of yourself, cartoony yeah. picture worth thousands of dollars, and it's a currency. Supposedly. Yeah, you know, we'll get. We, I actually met some guys. Um, be a couple teeth. of guys who are really into this, and, and we'll get them on the show at some point because it is interesting. I don't understand it, but we, we'll do an episode on it because it's either the future or NFT. it's not. NFT, non-fungible it, token, non-fungible, fungible, fungible. So it's, it's, you, you guys don't even know what it is. No, we don't know. No, no one fungible, does. Unfungible, It's a Ponzi <laughs> scheme. It's Ponzi. It, it is very Ponzi scheme-ish. Yeah. Ponzi, yes. Uh, but to, to explain it kind of quickly, Jimmy, it's not cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum, but in the sense of it lives on, on the in like Web 2. Uh, if you wanted, you have a digital like trading card, and, and a lot of athletes are on this now. So think about your upper deck card. But it's this digital um, exclusive type of piece that you own the rights to. So some of these go for thousands. There's been some that have like gone for millions. And you own exclusively that bit. It's the same with like clips as well, which is really weird. There's a NBA Top Shop was kind of the most popular where you own the clip of this LeBron dunk. That doesn't mean that I, who don't own it, can't still watch it on YouTube. But this person owns it in this world and it's you know certified. They have the certificate just for this bit. And they can trade it, and it's worth so much money. 
basically like housing. It's whatever someone else is willing to pay for it. That's what it's worth. But the, the that, money's insane. It sounds like buying a star. <laughs> to be honest, it's uh well, like the, the Ponzi scheme um, title that, that Wonger just threw out. It, it, it does really feel like that because it's a few people that kind of control all of it. And like crypto, it's, you know, it's only mined a specific way and there's only a few people that can do it. And well, it's in a blockchain, right? World, man. They're it's all a in whole. a blockchain. Did you say it so. sounds like buying a star? I'll tell you something. I actually own, and not many people know this, I own two acres on the moon. <laughs> there you go. It's exactly the same stuff. Doesn't well, surprise me. Property taxes. Legitimate certificate yeah. says that I have two acres up there. Well, I hope you're going to with you. So yeah. I'm probably going to put a cottage up there. That's a good idea. On the <laughs> you guys water? want to come up? <laughs> Cardi on the moon at Jimmy's. Yeah. You see, that's the same thing. Selling stars. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so it, you know, everything's got like value. He's stuck up. <laughs> what you everything's got value. If someone's prepared to buy it. Uh, that's true. Like this podcast, for example. Yes. You know? Yeah. Lots of people lining up to buy it. Yep. We should see if D-Row and the Brazilians want to buy the podcast with 16 million. What do you think? Who did you buy the uh, land from? Who owned the piece of land that you bought on the moon, Jimmy? Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, I think it was through NASA. I have to look it up. I got the state. So the states, of course, own the moon then. They got got geographical claims. Somebody owns it, man. I bought it. No, they put a flag on it. You bought it or it was gifted to you? No, I bought it. I had a buddy, he bought a piece, and I bought I a piece. I hope you so. didn't pay a lot. We're side by it. side. Do you have to pay an annual for it? Like a tax? No, there's no tax because oh, the tax doesn't go anywhere. Do you know there's what you no paid for it? Do you remember? What did it cost? Uh, I know. actually got it relatively cheap. It was probably about <laughs> $600. <laughs> 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 300 an acre oh, yeah. relatively cheap <laughs> wasn't bad yeah. Yeah. I gotta do soil samples though before I build on it for it's sure great property at Chernobyl you may as yeah. well Jesus Christ I guess oh. you have to go septic up there too <laughs> 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 Start digging, Jimmy. You got to get the tractor up there. This is how bad housing is in the GTA. People are buying acres on the moon that they may not yeah. even be able to get to in their lifetime. Yeah. Did you lose any of it in the divorce? Uh, she tried to take an acre, but I said, no, that's one thing I won't stand for. To the boys from Footy Prime, they're going to be beside me. Yeah. Our guest, my guest uh, cottage. You can have everything else, but you're not touching the two acres on the moon. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure that uh, Alfonso Davis <laughs> probably has an NFT. Of course, if anyone has. Doesn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's um, did you see the Bayern Munich Villarreal game today? Fonzie's back, boys. First half was a bit bit rusty. Second half, he was fantastic. Now, they lost yeah. the game. Villarreal could have scored two or three more goals, by the way. They're a decent side. No respect for that side, but they're a decent side, aren't they? And Bayern Munich has some work to do, don't they? They were fortunate, man. They could have lost three or four. Yeah. And the disallowed goal was the right right decision on the offside, but and they're playing. You know, talk away, about Neuer too, but that's that is one of those goals where you you can't do anything about it. Neuer knew as soon as it left his boot, he was probably like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just you're just done. He's got to travel 
six yards and get up eight, seven feet, it's a long way. But Conkalens put that off by about 10 feet for where he's aiming. And it's because he like leans as he hits it and that the spin, there's a great angle from the, the camera's kind of behind where Fonzie is yeah. at that post. Yeah. And you can see that spin and it's insane. You can't control that. So, yeah, I, I feel like you can't fault the goalkeeper. Yeah, but I do feel uh, unfortunate that that goal doesn't stand because that was a yeah. highlight reel goal for the ages. That's true. Yeah. I love that ground, by the way. It looks yeah. – you must get – it's so on the field. They're so close to the, the sidelines there, right? Yeah, it's a cool stadium. It's Brilliant. a really great stadium. In Spain, there's something special about the height. Though. Oh, yeah. In the, the game? Height, yeah. Yeah, Fonji, I thought his touch was great, and he doesn't look as though he's lost much. In the second half, he had a huge defensive play. Um, that, I, I can't remember who it was attacking. It was Dan Juma again. And I thought they were in. They were going to double it. This was after that goal was called back, and Fonzie was the, the last man back, and Came across as he always does and defensively was, was outstanding. But yeah, I agree with Charms. He looked a little rusty. Um, he got beat on that first goal, the setup there. Forget who, who it was. Moreno, I think. But Somebody should have been talking to him. Beat. They're probably talking to him in German. I'm not sure how his German is. Move over. How's your German, Craig? Terrible. <laughs> I can count to 11. Scheisen. There's a fun fact. Jimmy's dropping fun facts. I can count to 11 in German for no reason. Go okay, on, go to 12, but that's it. Do it. Go. Actually? Okay. Yeah. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn, elf, zwölf. Oh, that's 12. I can't go beyond that. Well done. Wow. Wong, how high can you go in German since you were born there? Uh, fuck like this. Were you born there, actually? I. Oh, I shit. Yeah. Where well, are you? Really? Look yeah. at him. My dad, was mili- my dad was military, right? So uh, Dusseldorf? No, Zweibrücken. Oh, yeah. that's outside. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I've told. Yeah, you know. Lovely place. Uh, Beautiful. I, I, I've told year. this story before, but I went traveling around the world, and I came back through Europe, and I went. It was just when we were allowed to start looking at dual citizenship for the U- European Union, and so I called up the German consulate, and I said. Uh, hi, I'm really interested in seeing if I have birthright in Germany, perhaps becoming a citizen. They're like, is your father German? I'm like, no. Is your mother German? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you're not German. And hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wow. like, well, that makes sense. I am yeah. not German. I guess at, least you got to, at least you got to speak to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I did. I did. Collateral <laughs> damage. Listen to me. Listen to me here, Wagner. You're not actually German. <laughs> <laughs> it was close to the Austrian border. It was. It was. What's the most uh, exotic uh, language you can count a ten up in, Jimmy? Uh, I'd probably say Scottish. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So there you go. Stephen Caldwell on the podcast. Without oh, one actual really front in there. Yeah. Really good. Without What's one your Irish like? Without... What's your Irish like? Uh, it's, it's worse. North, one, two, north or three, south? Four, five, that six, was, seven, eight, was... nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five sacks. It's more Northern Irish. Yeah, that, that's you were oh, calling. You were calling Murray from Ireland from Carrickfergus. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but you were impersonating that's, the that's Irish. Where that accent comes from. Charmin was impersonating an Irish man. <laughs> like that was Colin Murray. That yeah, was Colin, I, I sound a bit more angry than Colin would. I think mm-hmm. it is an angry angry accent when they get going. I like it though. It's nice. What Here is the you. Most, you're like what? What is the most angry <laughs> accent? My wife does a Jim. lot of accents for film. And she had a role. She was in Spotlight. And so when she auditioned for this, she was like, can you do a Boston accent? I'm like, sure. I can talk like I'm from Boston. Of course. And we were talking like this for like two nights. And it's impossible to talk like that, even with someone you love and care about, without swearing. Mm-hmm. And everything we spoke about became kind of angry. And I feel yeah. like that's up there with potentially German on the podium as a, the most angry sounding accent. Interesting. Was that bedroom talk, Dunlop? Cosplay. Hey. How much fucking talk can you get in the bedroom when you talk like this? The the mood fucking dies real quick, Jimmy. Let me tell you. They, they switched, Jimmy. They switched. Uh, he pull, he pulls his out gal, gal grew her beard, and yeah. uh, he dressed up in his Asian woman. So it all worked very uh, sorry, B, but it was we're just not going to get to any of my rundown, are we? No, no, no because we're talking about Geisha Dunlop for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and we, can't keep the, we can't keep the German quiet up there. No. <laughs> I said nine. <laughs> nine more times, or oh, yeah. no? It ain't nine more inches, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> not bad, Sean. It's not bad. I like not it. Bad. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. Back to the football. <laughs> Man City. Man City won. The Atletico Madrid. Do you hear about the uh, the Bull Boys and and uh, Pep Guardiola giving the Bull Boys instructions and, and made them feel part of the team? I actually did a little video for the Bull Boys saying this is how we're going to really target Diego Simeone's tactics. You know, and the, the time wasting. So. They were training the ball boys to get the ball back in play as quickly as possible. And they, they said some of them, they were so nervous, but they also felt really part of the team. And he said, you are part of our success tonight. You are part of the reason. It's got these under-14s at the City Academy already believing that they're part of the first team because they're ball boys. I love that. How cool is that? I love that too. I wish the cameras were there for that all-in-one documentary as he yeah. wrangles them all in. Hey, guys, put down the TikTok, guys. Come here. You're a part of this fucking team, guys. <laughs> Our success is your success, guys. Quick! <laughs> Phil Foden gets kind of mixed up with the ball boys. You're not sure who's who. Tonight's uh, a full rich. Hey, gaff, gaff. I'm, I'm, I'm your starting right winger. <laughs> oh, sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. Yeah. By the way, Foden looked great when he came on, didn't he? Ooh, pretty good player. Pretty He's a good, good player. player. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Atletico Madrid, not one shot on goal. Yeah. It's crazy. So they're still contrasting, though, right? Simeone and and Guardiola. And there was a a bit, I forget where I saw it online, about just how frustratingly contrasting they are and uh, how Simeone, when he started managing, might have been just before he got that let-it-go job, he'd gone to Barca or he'd watched a training session, he'd talked with Guardiola, and he said, this guy's good. He's going to be really good as a manager, but I hate the way he plays. And he's kind of like envisioned the counter to that like from the beginning. And Atleti's always kind of had to talk about identity charms. They've always had that kind of identity right they don't need the possession and they often can do quite well with it but um yeah not getting one shot on everyone just kind of looked off a little bit joel felix had some good moments but he didn't have a great night at all and he was subbed out it's, it's a strange team that he has right now at let's go it's 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 almost like they're 
buffering at 80%. You know what I mean? They're, they're still mm-hmm. trying to refine their identity as well. Simeone would back. be the first guy to talk to his ball boys when they go back there and win it. <laughs> you wouldn't be, they wouldn't be able to find the ball in the stadium when that ball goes out of play. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Yeah, it seems I, I do wonder if if the Simeone effect is slowly wearing off. Well, yeah, he's been know. there for a long time. I'm not sure he, if there's many they overachieve a lot, boys. He's, he's, even if they go out now. Table. Yeah. No, 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 no. Jesus no. Christ, you're sell, just killing them all quickly, are you? The tide, the tide with Barcelona right now. Yeah, Barca come from nowhere though. They've caught Barca, and Barca have caught them, right? Yeah, they're they're competing every year. Yeah, look, it's let's be honest. How how are you going to compete with Man City? Well, you get Jurgen Klopp in in charge. What's that? And I know you say I know, I know. I'm I'm not criticizing the the tactics. I mean, they've been doing it for years, and they do play very differently. Depending on the opponent, they can score goals. We know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just that's the beauty of the game, though, isn't it? That just that there's so many different ways to win a football game or lose. Yeah, and the beauty is, like, for as much money as they've accumulated, they're a consistent Champions League club now. They're very much a, a distant three, like we always said for years: Messi, Ronaldo, and who's third? Eh, Neymar, or maybe it's Benzema, maybe it's Neuer. But that gap is massive. That's the gap in La Liga. He's got. Yeah. Does he not have two titles with them? Did they win two under him? He's been there since 2011. Two titles, 14 and 21. Yeah. 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 So if you, if you look at it, right, and you say, okay, Atletico Madrid goes to Man City. What's your goal? What's your goal when you go there? Don't lose. By 10. Okay. Or if you do a one nil. little one nil, something. Keep it yeah. close. Keep it tight. Mm-hmm. For me, they've done the job playing that Man City. One nil walking away from there. Expect a completely different game when they go back to uh, Atletico Madrid. At the completely. same time, I mean, City, they, they could have scored three or four. They didn't. I understand that. But they had a lot yeah, of chances. They could have. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think Atletico's in a good good position right now. I think they'll be buzzing. Yeah. Jimmy makes a really good because point. Because when, when it comes to Champions League, Man City's not the best, are they? They're not the best on the road. So mm-hmm. go there, 1-0, not a problem. Let's get the hell out of here. Because if, if you went to City and you opened up and you end up losing 4 0, you got no chance. At least they've got something to fight for now back at Athletico. Yeah. Yep, you're right. We'll find out, I suppose. Um, it was interesting anyway. Liverpool um, had a good time with your boys there, Benfica. 3 1. First half, they were dominant. Second half, not nearly as good. But in the end, Luis Diaz just, you know, he was just salivating the prospect of playing Benfica B. And uh, who, whose phone was that? Yeah, surprisingly, that was me actually. Wow. Yeah. I'll come, come again. Yeah, yeah. Is it the so, missus? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it is. It is the missus. If she rings again, I'm going to answer. So this is a hilarious thing. No stones anymore. Did I not tell the glass did I not houses? tell this this story recently though about doing the CBC show? Maybe I'd said this to Craig and it wasn't on air. But I was. We were interviewing Howie Mandel. Did I not say this here on the show with Jimmy? You've told us about Howie Mandel. Yeah, told us about Howie Mandel show. Yeah, yeah. So because she's like the emergency contact, it cuts through the do not disturb. But I didn't realize it would do it on the computer. So uh, my apologies, boys. Oh, that's kind of similar to what I was saying to you, too. Yeah, when you Same deal. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About my phone and my computer. I didn't know how to turn it off. But Sorry, baby. Yeah. I'm doing the podcast. Can I call you? I thought Aww. he was talking to you again, Jimmy. Yeah. Okey dokey, pokey smoke. baby again? No, he called, Wonger called me honey when we started the I show. Did. Sweetheart, honey, sugar. That's what you're, all your nicknames are. <laughs> anyway, listen, we'll get some more um, Liverpool on, on uh, footy picks later in the show today. Uh, big rumors this afternoon that is pretty much a done deal. 
Ten Hag to Manchester United from Ajax as their new manager. Not confirmed just yet, but uh, I think ESPN were reporting it. Um, you know, still got to sign the contract, of course. Uh, interesting selection. Pochettino was on the outside looking in because United's fear for what PSG would demand in compensation, pay out his final year, something about mm. 15 million euros or something he's getting paid there. It's kind of crazy. They wouldn't do that. Really? Um, so, you know, you wonder about their uh, their ambition. I mean, this is United. They've wasted money on players the last 10 years. 15 million on Pochettino doesn't sound too bad to me. But... Mm. If it is Ten Hag, I mean, it's interesting, right? A guy that is great with the Ajax, young players, coaches them, but as Louis Van Hall said, United is not Ajax, a very different beast entirely. Craig, what do you think? Well, first of all, Pochettino could have waived that, couldn't he? But he, he doesn't have. want to. That's a lot of money. He's not He's not stupid. This shows where his intent is. He's making a ton of cash. Mercenary. But why would you walk from that money to go into a situation as volatile as, you know, for as, as volatile as it is at PSG? He could lose that job this season still, right? Mm-hmm. Well, people are surprised he hasn't lost it already. Why would you want, why would you leave any money on the table like that to, to walk into United? I think for United, that's a nice excuse for them, though, isn't it? I think strategically, they looked at it mm-hmm. and decided strategically. And if Rennick has as much of a say as we're led to believe, Rennick thought mm, Ten Hag is better tactically. Here's why X Y Z this, and as you said, like his his success with young players. I do believe that the that's been a constant conversation since they appointed Ollie full time. We want to make this an academy team again. We want to grow through the academy. Yes, we'll still buy the superstars here and there, but we want to have that come from the core. These ten year players when they come you know twenty three, twenty four, we want them to have already been here for ten years and really be part of the identity. You can get that. That works, in, like that works in, in 1992 when, when you haven't had much success for the previous decade. I think the fans demand, they demand results now. And the I wonder fans if, might. Yeah. And, and don't they have a lot of sway? But and a lot of the players that they talk about that they develop as well, they go around and snip them up from other clubs. Yeah. At a young age, right? So, you know, yeah. there are chances of developing are uh, much greater than some other clubs these days because they get them. Well, like a good example is the Canadian-born kid from Guelph who was on the bench for um, Arsenal the other day. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a bad hire. I mean, it's been brilliant at Ajax. So, so, so good, but it's a very different club. And can he manage superstars? Maybe he can, right? I mean, he hasn't had the opportunity yet, so we shouldn't dismiss that. I, I think it's a better signing than perhaps Solskjaer was prior to Solskjaer being signed. That was a surprise. I mean, Christ is a molder for crying out loud. This guy's got Champions League experience, you know, long runs, dominance in the area. Ole came out of the gate, so didn't he? He was unbelievable. He did, that's long. why. Yeah, I think it's 14 games, isn't it? 14 games without loss. Crazy. Swoon them right away. Yeah. And yeah. we'll see. He's not confirmed just yet, but hey, there's I, been a I like- long list of guys that have failed there. No, this isn't. This isn't something new. I, I like Ten Hag a lot, and I wonder, it, it would have been great to see, you know, in that room what those conversations were. If, if it was, in fact, between Pochettino and Ten Hag and, and what the presentations were going back and forth. You look at Ten Hag, and this is what stand out, stands out to me. He had Ajax competing in Europe, something they haven't been able to do, in the, you know, in the previous kind of decade, right? Um, he's been able to transform players that seem to be on the outs or on the downside of their career and completely rejuvenate them. Dusan Tadic being one, 
but the other one being Sebastian Aller, who West Ham. Mm-hmm. Greg, am I wrong that they kind of gave up on him? He had 11 goals in the Champions yeah. League this year, and he's he's been lighting up in the Eredivisie. Mm-hmm. So I think you look at that alone in comparison to someone like Pochettino, and I think Ten Hag has the advantage there, has the edge. And you say that Pochettino hasn't really done that. Who at PSG has he made better? Who who at Spurs? The you know Lucas Moura. There, there's arguments there, but who truly at Spurs? When it ended, you thought, mm, you know, maybe it's maybe he can't take them to that next level. Maybe he's not a consistent Champions League manager. I think though, in fairness, he's, he's made Messi worse. When I mean, that's impressive, no one's done that before. Did he not? Uh, yes, he did take them to the Champions League final. Yeah, but I think when when the Spurs, they to go to the Champions League final, it's shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and all it, the credit for. I thought well, it, with that team, don't you think it was shocking he took that team to the final? Like they, they overachieved that, there. that shows you he's a great manager, no? But when they let him go, though, when they let him go in the next season right. and the hangover of that, right, did it not seem as though like, ah, maybe they, they overachieved, maybe they captured lightning in a bottle? He had the name to get a big-time job and the big-time salary we're talking about at PSG. But with this team, he's it's, it's kind of always felt out of place with this team. Or that it's it seems as though he's not kind of fit in it's it's very layered there i mean it's not a fair example it did seem that at the end of spurs the team was struggling and maybe it's coming to the end but maybe it was the team not him so much and, and looking back i think if they could have kept him around they probably would have done hasn't worked out since has it so i'm with you i think he's a great manager but he's also coming off like i said a season where he's failed once again at psg in the champions league despite having that team it's incredible right but how much of it is his fault how much of it is the players and the egos in play there i mean that's a tough tough team to manage right still i mean whether i don't think he'll be the next year no and if he is a free agent if they do fire him um he'll be picked up pretty quickly you want my prognostications of how next season starts pochettino's not at psg conte's not at spurs pochettino's back at tottenham and conte's back at juventus Mm, interesting so where's allegri uh, man united (laughs) no no allegri doesn't need a job i don't know if allegri enjoys you see the way he throws his jacket in slow motion I don't think he's enjoying being back there. That's because it was slow motion. They just replay it. And it's not actually in slow motion, B. Thanks, buddy. It's like the, uh, the Venga jacket shots, right? It's also slow motion. It's more effective. I think Allegri is back there because it was comfortable, because they gave him the money, because he liked the idea of trying to recapture you know, what they had there before. But I don't know if he loves it the way and needs it the way some of these other guys do. I think he's just good at it. He's been really good at it, but they're they're not in the same situation they were before. It's 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 very easy to be good when you're at the top, right? Mm-hmm. You guys know better than me, obviously. Having never been at the top, I wouldn't be able to answer that either. <laughs> you were the, hey. the you've been the lead uh, soccer face in this country for a decade. Those hey. two played in the Premier League. Wongers had endless endless top rated podcast shows and semi pornographical films. Of course, <laughs> you were in other shows. <laughs> I've Times. been on other shows. Yeah, <laughs> never been at the top. You're right. You were yeah. the only. You were the only host of Fox Soccer News for six months. Yeah, for six months, working every day. Right. So don't, you've been at the top as well. I mean, it's a pretty. And your fault. Was, they canceled it. Small tank. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it well, was that. It was that Asian <laughs> outfit you put on. <laughs> that could be debated. He's such a. He's a wanker. Honestly, hey, I'm on your side here. Hey, <laughs> speaking of being at the top, see Jack Relish assign with Gucci. Oh, I hate uh, that guy. Because they couldn't have done this before to get him in the movie with Gaga. <laughs> Did you see Who's the guy flicking his hair in the game? They're yeah. flicking his hair. 
Uh, I, I really want to like Jack Grealish. I really want to like him. I love the way he plays the game, <laughs> but he just something about him, just like, come on, Jack. Tell you, yeah. He suits Gucci, though, doesn't he? He does, absolutely. He's he's a guy that would carry a purse, no doubt. Yeah. 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 Jimmy would know because he carried one himself. (laughs) Did he? I I wear those little man bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's in your man bag? Uh, Other little man bags. 12 (laughs) other man bags. (laughs) Moisturizer. (laughs) Chapstick. uh, yeah, the chapstick for sure. It's the the circular one, the spherical one, right? Yeah, yeah. I got that as well. So Jimmy invented the nesting, the nesting man bag. Just it was like the Russian nesting dolls, the Ukrainian <laughs> nesting dolls. Just kept putting more smaller handbags in his small handbag that's until you get one. to the very end, and it's a chapstick. Yeah, that's right. But the the shaver bag, whatever you, I, I forget the other term for that, the shaver bag, which is popular. You see the Wash players kit. get. The wash kit. They get off the bus, and everyone's got this toiletry designer toiletry kit bag. You definitely had the best one on every team you played on, no, Jimmy? I did. I had a really nice one. Hmm. Top designer brand. Well, I had one. It was this design. What was it called? Uh, I did Burberry. No, Louis Vuitton. I think it was. Yeah. I had one of them a, I at TFC. <laughs> at TFC, your bag costs as much as some of those players were making Louis in a year. Bag, man. Yeah, have a nice Some of those players have Loblaws like bags. And there's Jimmy's Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah, I'd see what? that Loblaws is but high end. What are you talking that? about? Sorry, Craig shows up. Craig <laughs> shows up at our my house when we do it outside, and he's literally got a shopping bag from like Freshco, <laughs> and that's what he shows up with with his computer, with his all his toiletries. It's the best bags, man. <laughs> they're the best. They're strong, aren't they? Oh, they're so strong. The strong plastic they use. No, there's <laughs> no plastic. Always oh, the uh, the the fabric ones, the new ones. Oh, you use the fabric, the yeah, friendly, friendly ones, coated in plastic. Oh, mm. look at you. Yeah, nothing says ex Premier League footballer like a big Sobeys label on the side of your cotton <laughs> bag as you walk around with your all your all your hey, gear. In there. While walking up Osler Avenue, I don't really think there's too much concern about being no, recognized. No. The highlight of that is the fish market parking lot. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not a metaphor either. No, hey, the Jimmy, so early enough to buy from there. When oh, you uh, be honest, Jimmy, when you go to bed at night, you know, do, do you like carry your your Louis Vuitton toiletry <laughs> bag from from your main room to the washroom? I take it. No, 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 I don't. Back in there. The, the stays in the bathroom. He would <laughs> always ask his roommate to get something out of it. Mm. The boot boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving. Pesci shall we? was worse. Pesci was the worst. Pesci, why? Mm. He'd always be like, "Hey, stocks, come here, come here, come here, come here." What? 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 And he's, oh, can you grab that? <laughs> <laughs> the the hair cream, the uh, the night face lotion. It was just to get you to go get it for him, right? That's yes. it. Just to get up yeah. and go grab something. It's yeah. a pound. Lazy. It's a pound. Lazy. Oh. Yep, yep. Let you know who's boss. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're, we're kind of running out of time, but um, CPL kicks off this week. We'll be covering it more in the weeks to come. Um, interesting this season. You look at Ottawa, right? For example, um, your old boy Nate Ingham's in goal there now, Jimmy. Yeah, seven only seven returnees from last season. That's a brand new team, basically in Ottawa. Yeah, and you got Pacific. You know, new coach. Um, lost some some key players there. Uh, Forge is still Forge. You've seen them play, obviously, a fair bit already in the Champions League. But, Jimmy, you know, do you still keep a close eye on it? I'm assuming you do. 
Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I try to watch his, uh, or keep an eye on, on as many teams as possible and what they're up to. Um, some, some have had a, a terrific preseason so far. Others have struggled a little bit. Um, but look, you've, you've seen that in the past where teams don't have a great, great preseason. And all of a sudden when the season starts, they, they've got good momentum and they push themselves up the table. But, um, look, I'm, I'm happy for Nate Ingham. For me, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league by far. Um, and he, he's in a good spot. He's in a good organization who's, who's brought in a lot of talented players, um, this season. So, I think that's a team that you definitely got to keep an eye on. I think Valor's had a very good preseason as well. They brought some good good players in. That's Mark DeSanto's brother. Um, they look very good, organized in preseason. Um, Pacific's going to be a little bit difficult as well. They've lost a few players. They've lost the manager. Um, they've brought some players in. Um, but I, I think I think they'll be okay because I still think they've they've got enough players um, as a core group that's that's still with the with with the team. Forge, you know what Forge is going to be like. Um, you know, Bobby they'll and his be, brother will be there or thereabouts, won't they? Ever, ever Again. consistent. You know, they keep yeah. bringing in the right players. They know exactly, and they're very specific and detailed with the players that they bring in. Um, and they don't bring in many, many. You know, they bring in a few, a couple of players that are going to make a little bit of difference. And if they've actually nicked a few from Pacific, some good players with Campbell coming in. And is it, Jimmy? Uh, is there a chance? I mean, I'm not sure how large the squads are and how many players are carrying. Twenty-three. Is there a chance because of their Champions League run and the amount of football that they actually have been playing uh, that it could affect them during the regular season? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it'll affect them. Um, you know, I think they they've got uh, enough experience in the squad. I think they've had some good time off. Um, mm, true. And and they've they've gone they've gone through it already, so they know what to expect. Um, you know, we've we've had Bobby on the show. Um, we know how detailed he is and how he manages his players. Um, so I don't expect anything different from from them to be contenders again this season. Hmm. Staying uh, in, in Canada here, as I mentioned, we'll get to a lot more CP in the coming weeks. Uh, we've got international coming on Friday and Monday as the, the celebration tour comes to an end. Canada against Nigeria in a double header there. We're going to request to get a, a player on in the next few days as well. Just so you know, putting the pressure on the CSA right now. We'll be in touch, CSA, and we're going to request a player. There, you think you they have no notifications now. on the podcast <laughs> app for when we got a new episode? They can listen and see if we've mentioned how they handle media relations. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get someone on very soon and talk more about that side of things. Uh, Nations League 2023, by the way, Canada playing Curacao and Honduras. Yay, Ooh. Honduras can, again. Hey, can we can we get our things together, our ducks in a row, Wonger, and can we go on a fucking trip to Curacao? We should cover this team. Yes. Yes. Let's go to Curacao. Get Air Curacao involved. Whatever KLM, whatever Dutch connection it is. I want to go there. That's one of those places that you're always like, mm, love to go there. Look it up. Let's go. Afford it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, we'll let's do, do podcasts the whole week. All yeah. of our spouses or girlfriends, they'll love it. Mm, I'm solo, so I don't give a shit. Let's go. <laughs> you don't. You're on your 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 hinge and Tinder will be going off yeah, like sure. that. And Curacao. Oh, hey, God. before we uh I know we talked about I just wanted to talk about the uh Nigeria Canada game not being televised. And well it is on one soccer, right? Uh, yeah, one, one soccer, but not nationally. Right. Um yeah. but th- is that enough? Is one soccer enough? And how come one soccer hasn't been talking about it more? I guess is my well, question. The problem is, Wonger, um, 
Watch Soccer has been battling with the cable companies, and we know who they are, uh, to get a channel. And they fought them over this uh, endlessly. So they've been pushed back. So it's hard to criticize One Soccer. They want a channel. Mm-hmm. But Shaw, Bell, and Rogers are, are doing their best to unblock that. They don't want the competition for the products that they, are, they have. It's, it's as simple as that. And it, it must be pretty scary for One Soccer because I'm sure they didn't expect that when they came over to Canada that there'd be, you know, ways and means to keep them on the outside and suppress the sport, really. Yeah, it's all about distribution, isn't it? And that is the most frustrating part of television anywhere. You can get a great channel, but how do you get it out to the people? It's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't forget, remember, that World Cup qualifying for, for Qatar. We only saw the hex on, on national TV, if I'm, unless I'm wrong here. I'm pretty sure the early stages were just on one soccer, were they not? They were. Correct, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was the. It I was watched the, it on iPhone in a Sportsnet picked it up once the hex began. Or the oct, sorry, the oct began. Correct. Yeah, they made that happen because so Canada's been fighting for, for time on television for a long time, and friendlies aren't often broadcast. I remember watching really dodgy feeds that our mate Good Max Bell would shoot huh. from the stands, looking down. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's as much as it's been a great few weeks and months for Canadian soccer, and we're turning the corner slowly. It's still a battle to get eyeballs on, on, on our teams. Well, I would tell you, though, I would watch that game, even if it's a friendly, <clears throat> over Columbus and Edmonton or, you know, like and, one of these yeah. hockey games. That but David McConnell's playing. About. Yeah. This, this is a, a, a much different, different situation um, than the men have faced. Uh, they, they will do well in Vancouver at the box office, and they'll get supported really well. I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, I just feel that they're being let down, and so is the rest of the sport, really, because uh, being held back and not being able to, you know, get it out there. Uh, thankfully, there's social media at least, and at least they can get their word out that way, as opposed to needing major media companies to, you know get exposure to any anything social or personal. So, um, yeah, so it's, we're still got a lot of battles in this country. We really well, do. Well, even, even what Sportsnet did, and I'm not bashing Sportsnet, they already had televised, you know, schedule, but they put their last one on 360. And who owns the Sportsnet 360 package? I don't know unless you add it right at the last second. And, you know, I found that, a little, I'm like, you can't be saying, hey, we're supporting. Sorry, Sharms, you're, you're hired by sports sometimes, but <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> don't well, we, but we both bus. are. We both yeah. are. Yeah, you both but are. The, but the yeah. truth is, it, it's, it is the truth. And it's, yeah. uh, uh, it's that they were always in a, in the past when we worked there in a position that we, I mean, we went to World Cup draws for good, goodness sake, when they, we weren't even Ooh. in it. We're on location. We would travel to follow the women live. We would do Olympic qualifying every game. Haiti against Dominican Republic women. Like we'd do every game. Cuba, like every single game. And their numbers were good. During the day, those teams were getting 60, 70,000 watching. Uh, okay. Well, you got the whole, you got four games during the day. I mean, there was, there was really decent numbers. I don't, and, and this team, because it's a, it's, a, it's okay. It's an exhibition game friendly, but 
Um, coming off the World Cup, there's a celebration for Christine Sinclair. There's a, you know, Le Bay retirement. All these things are going on. Um, I think it, it uh, it's a shame. Uh, uh, but that's where we're at. They don't want any competition. They don't want the women's team or the men's team drawing massive crowds on TV. At the same time, if you are a Canadian soccer fan, you should have one soccer. Yes, you should. Right. Pay the damn money. Uh, well, that's, uh, well, that's not the point. That's exactly it. But the point is also the point that these it's the, for the growth of the game, right? They're there. They're, these women, no, like, for sure. we've covered them before. They're, they're so different than the men. They're, they're, they're in a different position and they're all working together generation after generation to, to inspire young boys and girls. And they do a magnificent job at it and it should be covered. And it's a, it's a shame. And it's not necessarily, um, some of the people that they, uh, maybe blame. I'm, I'm, cu- I'm really curious. As to the, if assuming, and I'm assuming, I don't know, um, Canada's upcoming games, uh, in the June window, who they're playing, if they'll be televised. And if so, what kind of numbers they'll get for it? I'm really curious. World Cup qualifying had that real panache to it. You know, it was a big moment when they're just mm-hmm. playing friendlies. Let's see 1.6 million to see Canada's last game, right? That's incredible, right? It's more than the Leafs Habs on, on the Saturday. And but- you got to remember too that TSN had a, a- a crack at having these qualifiers as well. They had one game, one game against the U.S., if you remember that. Yep. That's it. That's it. They had the chance. Sportsnet didn't pay dick for these rights, and they would have benefited from it. And they ben- and they buried it on 360 because there's going to be more people who join and all that. I mean, that's the truth. They're running a business. And re- TV people aren't in the positions at Sportsnet that they used to be. It's lawyers and accountants and people mm-hmm. that are there to make money. And that's just the world we live in. And and we do work for them from time to time. But that's the way it is. Uh, we're all, we are at time, boys. We haven't even got to footy picks yet. Very quickly, the big game this weekend is is City against Liverpool. We'll, we'll obviously look back on that on <laughs> Monday morning's 2-2. 2-2 two, two. Two, two is the final score. Scores, going, yeah, boys. Give me some scores. over. Sorry. Craig's saying 2-2. Two, yes, two. The over is what? What's the over? 2.75. 175? 2.75. 2.75. Yeah. So Craig's going goals. over. Okay. B? Yep. I'll also go over, but I'm going to say it's going to be 2-1 for Liverpool. Ooh. I like that. Jimmy? Ooh, don't do you ever. I will say it will be 3-2 Liverpool. I like the way you're going here, boys. I wow. think I see a draw in this one. Nil, nil. I'm going for a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Pessimistic beat over here. Okay, take the under. Yikes. Anyone who bets yeah. the under, then you're just like, you You don't want excitement. You know? Oh, I want it's excitement. Tough, it's a tough position to be in, betting the under. You don't want to see goals scored. <laughs> no, I know. I just think you've seen these games how many times over the years, and they always mm. often disappoint, don't they, when it comes down to it. But one maybe thing surprises. Maybe one thing we blew through. I feel bad. I know you were going to ask us what sponsor we would want. That was the whole Gucci point. Oh, that's right. Up, yeah, the we end up talking Gucci. about Jimmy's shave kit. But mm. what sponsor we want? Charms. I'm dying to know who yours would be. I, I know I asked a question. I didn't actually think of my own answer. Okay, I'll give you mine. So naturally, I'd want to partner with Dunlop Tires. Naturally, I've never oh. had Dunlop Tires in my own car. They've, they've always been too bloody expensive or unavailable in the size I need. So I've never had Dunlop tires. So I think that would be a natural fit. And yeah, I'm a big yeah. car guy. So any, and I would take any car deal. Let's be honest. You could wear some, some, some Dunlop plimsolls too. Some what? Mm-hmm. 
plimsolls, like they're, they're trainers. Oh, you know, I actually have a pair of Dunlop trainers. It was, oh, it was gifted to me because someone was in a foreign country. They didn't know Dunlop made shoes. And they, oh, yeah. them. they didn't fit them and they gave them to me. Tennis rackets and, uh, and sneakers. They do a good uh, tennis ball. Yeah. They do, yeah. My, a fine tennis ball. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll, right, I'm going to jump in with mine. Okay. KFC. Because <laughs> if I dye my hair white and my beard, and I look like the colonel. <laughs> Yeah, I look be. like the I look like the, uh, the Colonel Wonger, half Asian Colonel, <laughs> Colonel Wonger. Yeah, God, that's yeah. so good. Maybe you just stop, don't dye your, your hair white. Just stop dyeing your hair black. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I've got I've got some good hair. It's it's it's. Do you dye it though? Past, you, no, I didn't this is Grecian Five Wonger. No, I don't dye anything. No, I yeah, can't no, your hair looks great. This is why no one knows your real age when you keep talking you do about look living in the sixties. For a man in the sixties, yeah, it's amazing. Craig, what, what, what's your sponsor, Craig? Who's, who's your dream endorsement? Tinder. I would say Tinder because I, <laughs> might, I might have a chance of getting somebody to answer. <laughs> Celebrity Tinder? No. Uh, you know Jimmy? what I mean? I'll throw it out there. Uh, I don't know. Durex, maybe. Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> Guinness. That would be you, right? Guinness, oh, Guinness. Yeah. Guinness would be good. Guinness I should have predicted this answer. That would be Guinness or Magnum, one or the other. Let's ask the listeners. You tell us who yeah. you think would be our perfect endorsements. Hey, on a celebrity T-Rex, extra small for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> way more ribs than needed. <laughs> hey, by the way, Charms, did you know, <clears throat> deadly serious, did you know that condoms have serial codes on them? Serial codes? I think I do know this, actually, yeah. Batch, yeah. batch numbers, right? So you can trace. Yeah. This is some some also in the factory. Dunlop, did you know that? I didn't know that, but I do no, have because a you very... haven't pulled it down far enough. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, I can't believe you didn't see that coming up. Oh, that was coming. <laughs> I didn't. I totally didn't see uh, that. That's good. Oh, uh, that was great. Uh, I was going to tell a quick condom story. Have you ever heard Thomas Rongen's condom story? It's great. He talked about importing these condoms. And- Can you say it in Tia's voice? Yeah, so like uh, at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic, I had a connection in the, in Holland who gave me all these like super thick condoms. And he would go to these like bathhouses, like someone would sell stereos in a parking lot, and he would hike these super thick rubber condoms. It's a it's a great story. It started really. <laughs> of course you would. Wow. <laughs> Dutch would want a super thick NASL legend selling would want a super thick rubber condom. boots I don't get it. importer exporter of condoms <laughs> <laughs> super thick all right fellas well that was uh, you know i think we actually touched on everything i was going to touch on uh we didn't go into as much depth on some things perhaps as i planned but uh still overall i think a re- relatively enjoyable podcast would you agree yeah? yeah all right good i enjoyed your company charms thanks craig i always enjoy yours as well the other assholes I could do without. Mm. <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you very much. Uh, make sure you like this. And make sure you subscribe because then every time we do a new podcast and you wake up, it appears just in your feed that there it is for us to entertain you. And um, yeah, that's really about it. We'll see you on uh, Friday as we look ahead to some other stuff and maybe talk to some people. All right, bye. <laughs>
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.